the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Intelligent. Conservative. The answer. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred two pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Despite the outcome in the Senate, we cannot lose hope. And we must all work very hard for a gentleman and a great person named Herschel Walker, a fabulous human being who loves our country and will be a great United States Senator. Herschel Walker, get out and vote for Herschel, and he deserves it. I'm glad. Uh, welcome to uh, hour two of tonight's Andrea K. Show on this hump day. And I'm glad that President Trump took that time. All eyes were on Mar-a-Lago. Why not? You know, people were saying, oh, he shouldn't. Uh, he should wait until, you know, it did, he did not, not only did he not harm the Senate race for Herschel Walker with this announcement, uh, he actually brought some eyes to, to, to that race. And here's why that race is still important, by the way, because if it's 50-50 in the Senate, then we know that we're still not in the majority because we know the vice president gets to be a tiebreaker. But the Democrats have to have uh, Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin on board, and they have blocked. Those two have blocked um, because the, because then it's a tie, and Kamala Harris is the, is the tiebreaker, right? If if they have fifty one and we have forty nine, they don't have they then we can't count on Joe Manchin and Kirsten Cinema to stop them. They only need to pick off one. They only need to bring because typically what happens, for example, like the filibuster, the Democrats would love to get rid of the filibuster, which requires sixty votes for something, right? The only th- people that 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 stood between the Democrats getting that were Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin. So if Herschel Walker loses, then they only need, uh, then there's only one of them that stands in the way. And then the pressure on that one that's left, whether it's Kirsten's uh, pick, pick whichever one. So let's say it's Kirsten Cinema. Let's say Joe Manchin's on board with something crazy they want to do, but getting getting rid of the filibuster, and she's the lone one. The pressure on her will make her buckle. So we really need, we really need this this race. Um, one of the things. Um, I really wasn't sure how much more I wanted to spend talking about, you know, the infighting going on in the Republican Party. But I was glad to see Heavy D, Ron DeSantis. I just I just want to play this one little clip for you guys, because I think I think that it, I'm kind of torn. On one hand, I feel like we've got to be we've got to be unified as a party. Part of what killed us 
in the midterms is that Democrats will vote for anybody with a D after their name, right? They will. Republicans won't. We've got to unify. But then again, I don't know how we unify around a Mitch McConnell who's wanting to partner with Joe Biden. But at least I think that what we need to do is we what we need to do really, as I'm fleshing this out of my brain, is we need to we need to unify MAGA and to, and then tell the rest of the Republican Party that they're really the ones in the minority and to just get out of the way is what we need to do. I was encouraged by this clip by Joe, by uh, Ron DeSantis today when he was asked because the media would really love to continue this infighting. And I, and I loved what he had to say today when he was asked about it. Clip eight. Now, look, I think we, we just we just finished this election. OK, people just need to chill out a little bit on some of this stuff. I mean, seriously, we just ran an election. We have this Georgia runoff coming, which is very important for Republicans to win that Georgia runoff. I mean, I know around the country, uh, Florida was kind of the, the biggest bright spot. It was not so bright in many other parts of the country. It was a it was a it was a substandard performance given the dynamics that are at play. So hopefully we'll be able to be able to do that. But I think what people like me who've been given the opportunity to continue is, OK, uh, let's do something with that. And the reason why we won historic victory is at the end of the day, we led, we delivered, and we had your back when you needed us. That, that is why we won big. And who else won? I don't know that I would say that uh, Texas Governor Abbott won big. He did win his reelection and pretty much on the heels of winning his reelection at the time that a judge was going to overturn um, Article 42, which was the, it was, it was one of the things that the Biden, the Trump administration did to stop the flood of illegals coming into this country was it had to do with COVID. It had to do with public health. It was just one more way, which we shouldn't have to do. We've got a laws in this country. This is what astounds me, Skins. We've got, we are a nation with the border. You're not supposed to come into this border without an invitation yet. So but by hook and by crook and so many different means, Donald Trump had to use executive orders and a variety of different shifts and measures to try to stop the flow of illegals. One was the, the remain in Mexico. We talked about this last night as he you know, had to work and get agreement with uh, with Mexico for that. And the other was Title 42 that, you you know, because we can't have, you know, you couldn't go into a restaurant, but we're going to allow illegals to flood across our border with public health. Right. Well, a judge decided to get rid of that yesterday, and Governor Abbott in Texas said uh, he issued, he made an announcement and declared that there was an invasion at the southern border, and there's a constitutional uh, provision, if you will, for lack of a better term, that makes that possible to do that, because this is this is a constitutional crisis. If you have no border, why are we spending billions of dollars for Ukraine supposedly to defend their border? Meanwhile, ours is wide open. And basically, the judge said that Title 42 was arbitrary and capricious. How in the world could it be arbitrary for the United States of America to decide who gets to come in our country or not? That judge, in one sweep of his pen, basically said that that, uh, the United States of America has no border. So Governor Abbott decided to declare an invasion at the southern border, and here's part of that plan. And this is under the Constitution. This doesn't have anything to do with immigration policy. It's separate. He says this allows him to deploy the National Guard to safeguard our border and to uh, repel and turn back immigrants trying to cross the border illegally. Repel is an important word. 
This is not about immigration policy. Deploy the Texas Department of Public Safety to uh, arrest and return to the border immigrants who crossed illegally and deploy DPS to arrest illegal immigrants for criminal activity. Number three, build a border wall in multiple counties on the border. Number four, uh, deploy gunboats to secure the border. Number five, designate Mexican drug cartels as foreign terrorist organizations. Number six, or number five, number six, I don't know. (laughs) Enter into a compact with other states to secure the border. Enter into agreements with foreign powers to enhance border security. And lastly, provide resources for border counties to increase their efforts to respond to the border invasion. All good ideas. Can you help me understand, Skins, why they weren't done before? This is what, No, I can't. Yeah. It, it makes no sense. We have a provision under the Constitution that says we have a right to a border, and this governor should have done that two years ago. We know why they did it. I'm sick and tired of hearing people saying that Joe Biden can't even secure the border. This is not about incompetence. This is about strategy. This is about strategy. This is about flooding this nation with as million illegals as they can who they know are child sex traffickers and rapists. There's a tree down there at the border where women's and children's and little girls' panties are strung across it as scalps of conquest. They know how many women and children are being raped on the trek to come in here, and they don't care. They're collateral damage, not unlike Barack Obama saying the Benghazi victims were bumps in the road. Literally said that, right? At this point, whatever measures take care, take uh, place at the border, that alone, the, the um, we've been hearing for how many years, Skins, that we've got 11 millions in this country illegally? I've been hearing that since Reagan was in office. We've yeah, that number never changed. It hasn't changed at all. Uncanny. There's been upwards of 5 million come in just in the past two years. We cannot sustain this. The next step is part of the plan is to make them all citizens and then they'll be eligible to vote. MS-13 gang members, child rapists, fentanyl pushers, druggers, that's who's coming in and the Democrats are welcoming them with open arms. Here's what Chuck Schumer had to say today about it. Clip six. Americans sent a clear message. They rejected the deeply anti-immigrant message of the MAGA Republicans. They said, MAGA Republicans, we don't believe in you. And one of the main reasons we don't believe in you is you divide us and divide us by attacking immigrants. In just last, just last week, we learned that Arizona, a purple state where the election was tr- tight, approved a measure to extend in-state college tuition for non-citizens. That's the... That's not the politicians, that's the voters of Arizona, which has a virulent right wing, mostly who lost. That just goes, and by the way, that Arizona, a border state, voted for in-state to give financial breaks to people who broke into our door, many of which are, like I said, drug dealers, child traffickers, sex traffickers. I don't care if you think they're the most up. The very fact that they broke in says everything about them as human beings, in my opinion. So shame on Arizona, actually, for that. And that just goes to show how far left this country has been allowed to to be dragged. Um, But here's what he said about amnesty. Clip three. Now more than ever, we're short of workers. 
Uh, we have a population that is not reproducing it on its own with the same level that it used to. The only way we're going to have a great future in America is if we welcome and embrace immigrants, the dreamers <laughs> and all of them, because our ultimate goal is to help the dreamers, but get a path to citizenship for all 11 million or however many undocumented there are here. First of all, there's no such thing as undocumented. These people are illegal aliens. Would Chuck Schumer, somebody broke into his home, would he go, oh, here, have my, take my home? Let me help you out. Just like Take they didn't want a border wall, but they got one around their house. Right. But, oh, but the excuse is the only way we got a bright future is if we let all these drug traffickers and child sex traffickers across our border. The only way we've got a future in this country is not through you, Americans. And by the way, y'all are not reproducing enough. Well, it's kind of hard to reproduce when you cut off the very means of production, literally and figuratively. You don't think that that's not a sideline benefit for them, that this transgender movement is destroying fertility and destroying reproduction in this country? You don't think that's a part of what their plan is? Of course it is. The destruction of the family unit, the destruction of the role of men in society, the destruction of the role of women in society, saying there's no such thing as gender. They're birthing people. It's all a part of it. Destroy this nation, and then and then and then you can say, well, you know, we we can't go forward with these these Americans. We got to bring in all these illegals. We don't have enough workers out there. We actually do have enough workers here. The problem is they're being paid to stay at home. And you're telling them what we should be doing is we should be telling people if there's a job out there, somebody needs a worker, and you're collecting unemployment, you must go. We should be we should be saying you and not about uh, uh, people coming in. Well, what job interviews did you go on? Here's somebody that needs uh, somebody to flip fries or flip burgers at a fast food place. You're going to go there Monday morning at eight o'clock. That's what should be happening in this country. I don't want to hear this. They've got to come here and do jobs that that Americans won't take. You tell an American to take that job or they're going to go hungry. That's what needs to be done here. There's no excuse for this and no justification. But what was Mitch McConnell talking about today? My message to Joe Biden is there's let's meet on the 40 yard line and let's think about what we can do together. Nothing about this. Absolutely nothing about uh, which means that that he's on board with this. That's what this means. That the Republican establishment is happy to have that open border. And here's also how you can know. It's not even just the absence of Mitch McConnell saying this today. It's also uh, the fact that they didn't seal the border when they ran on sealing the border and we gave them the House, the Senate, and then the White House. Going to take a break. We come back. I think we should shift gears. Um, I, I, I actually want to give you guys a good news story about elections and about the machines. We were out outgunned. We were outsmarted in a lot of areas, but there's 30 states that have some areas that are actually getting smart when it comes to ballot gathering. And we've got an interesting story to share with you guys about that when we come back. Don't go away. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut. The Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. <laughs> okay, welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. During the break, I glanced up to Mike Pence in this town hall. Sound was off, and he looked exactly like was that- the fly on his head. No, no. It was- 
<laughs> no, it wasn't. But there was a TV show I, that my parents used to watch. It had Mary Tyler Moore on it. And I think she was in a newsroom. And there was like a news anchor on there. If anybody out there knows who, who that character was, there was all stuffy and he would put his chin down. And he was like a news anchor. That's exactly who. <laughs> a really hilarious stuffy sitcom character. Um, <clears throat> all right. Going to go to the phones before I get into my next story here. Rick, I guess, has a question for me that has to do with my topic. No, um, the Republican event you're going to be speaking at. Oh, the Republican event I'm going to be speaking at. Hey, Rick, welcome to the Andrea K. Show. Good evening, Miss K. Uh, I was wondering, is that an open or a closed meeting tomorrow? Well, um, it's it's a it's a closed meeting, I believe, in that these these are typically groups that are member based. Like you know, they'll be, I, for example, like. Um, the Navajo women or Del Mar Seacoast. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Why, well, why do you ask, hon? I just wanted to know if it was uh, something I could attend to listen to you. Well, what do you... Um, it's a woman's group, by the way, I might add. But occasionally, oh, okay. <laughs> but occasionally there are <laughs> occasionally there are gents there that are husbands of of the members. What, yeah. If you were speaking to them tomorrow, what would you say, or what would you like me to convey? Just everything that you've been uh, talking about tonight and last night. Uh, it's just amazing. Uh, I'm 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 a hundred and ten percent behind you, Miss Kay. Well, thank you so much, Rick. I appreciate it. Thanks for calling in. And and you have a good day tomorrow. Thank you, sweetie. I appreciate it. Thank you, ma'am. Bye-bye. One of the things I'm going to share with him tomorrow is um, getting inside of what went wrong in the midterms. Because I'm not going to puff. I don't, I don't puff things out. I, I, you know, I don't... I don't sugarcoat. Did we have some wins? Let me tell you, Nancy Pelosi is not happy today. That in and of itself is absolutely a win. But we could have had more wins. Blaming Trump is intellectually lazy. There are many MAGA candidates who won. And when we look at why some of our people didn't win, we not only were outspent, but we were also outmanned. The Republican Party has got to get out of the, and this is going to sound contradictory because I agree with Trump last night who said, we need to go back to election day, we need voter ID, and we need paper ballots. I'm absolutely on board with that. What Governor DeSantis did in the state of Florida to secure election integrity should be the model. However, until we can get there, until we can get some governors and and state legislatures to actually do what DeSantis did, we've got to have a, a ground game that deals effectively with the reality on the on the ground, right? And that is about the ballot machine that the Democrats have. The Republican Party continues to focus on getting the vote out, on votes, on votes, and poll workers, when the reality is there's a difference between a vote and a ballot. We're focused on on votes while they're focused on gathering ballots. And let me tell you, their strategy is winning in most places. Now, here in California, ballot harvesting, and there's lots of different types of ballot gathering. Ballot harvesting is illegal in a lot of places, but there's also ballot gathering that's going on that involves illegalities as well. And um, 
we got our butts kicked and lost some midterm uh, races here in 2018 because of ballot harvesting. And then a lot of the local Republican areas got smart and got some ballot harvesting and some other processes in play to help us win, which I believe is in part why Kevin Kiley was able to win here in the state of California. We got to get better at that nationwide. Here's an article that came out today. I want you guys to be looking at it. American Thinker. It was dated the 14th, written by Jay Valentine, and he says, Ballots and votes. These two, two words seem synonymous, yet they imply opposite ways to choose a government. There is a big difference between votes and ballots. The Republicans focused on winning votes. The Democrats focused on gathering ballots. The ballots won. When Election Day became Election Month, mail-in ballots replaced in-person voters and the electoral world changed forever. It is not changing back. I disagree with him there. It can change back. It did in Florida. He says Democrats, expert in anything government related, drove states to change laws, increasing voting days, loosen voter standards. The Republican leadership dozed. Democrats, leftist government, not left Democrats, leftist non-governmental organizations, big tech invented every conceivable way to manipulate the ballot process, collect ballots, drop into street side bins, fill them out if the voter doesn't. This was a machine that we had across the country, no ground game on, including Arizona. This is ballot. This is a ballot gathering strategy and it works. He says Republicans remain stuck in the same voter strategy for the last decade. Yard signs, fundraising, obscure websites, TV ads. I'll throw in their TikTok and social media. Right. Um, We laugh at Joe Biden bringing some tranny TikToker into the White House. But let me tell you, TikTok really was where so much. One of the reasons why I think the polling was off uh, was and the Republicans were blindsided is that there was nothing done to reach out to the Gen Z voters on TikTok and educate them about Roe v. Wade. And the overturning of Roe v. Wade and pushing the position that it is not extremist to not want to kill a human being when it's a fully, fully grown human in the birth canal. That's an extremist position that almost 70 percent of the American people do not support. We didn't go after them. He goes on to say the raw material of ballot gathering strategy is the phantom voter or address. Here's where it gets really interesting. Every ballot needs to tie to someone, even if only a name on a list. You want to know why the Democrats have been so hysterical about trying about the Republicans wanting to clean up voter rolls? Because what they've been doing with the ballot gathering is these legit ballots go to names on a list at RV parks, 7-Elevens, or wherever, and they get gathered up by the Democrats, written out, and they're counted. And that's what's killing us across the country. And they've had no friction. It's been the the ballot gathering system, he says, was frictionless until 2020. Um, They actually built a national system called ERIC, which is now used by about 30 states to make sure that the voter rolls protected these phantom voters. Now, though, um, there um, was pushback. What happened in Wisconsin was, and people want to know, how did Ron Johnson get reelected in Wisconsin, right? Well, probably because Wisconsin basically got those voter rolls purged using a system that was called Fractal Programming Technology funded by none other than Mike Lindell, And then what they did, using this fractal programming, they were able to identify all the phantom names that were on these voter rolls. Then they were able to go to all the uh, registrars 
and show them proof that these were phantom voters that didn't exist. They cleaned up the rolls. Using fractal programming, the Wisconsin team showed the impact of introducing friction into the ballot gathering system, even a little friction, and everything breaks down. They go on to say, unfortunately, um, you know, many, it, 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 some of the times they would take, uh, the, when it would lead to a lawsuit over clearing up these voter rolls, even when they would go to judges and show proof that some of these names on the voter rolls were dead people, etc., the judges still didn't want, d- didn't want anything to do with it. So we still have a court problem. But the long story is this. And here's the good news in the story. Um, it says that, um, well, let me back up a little bit. Democrats know how many votes they need and they cast them during the forever campaign time in the name of the phantoms and their ballot inventory comes from real ballots sent to fake addresses, then collected by someone never a Republican and voted. And that's because we're not going to engage it. That's illegal, right? To, to knowingly have a real ballot sent to a fake name and address and go pick it up and, and deliver it as a, as a vote. But the article goes on to explain quiet, anonymous Wisconsin heroes actually stopped that practice by getting the voter rolls purged. And for the ballot gathering strategy to work, Democrats need tens of thousands of these phantom addresses and voters. A few is not enough. Without thousands of loose ballots tied to phantoms, the edifice comes crashing down. They also need Republicans to do nothing. So this is proven. The good news, he says, is of the now permanent ballot gathering strategy is that the Democrats need to keep the voter rolls fat with the dead people living in UPS boxes and RV parks. They need to physically gather all those floating ballots and vote them. We have a less steep hill to climb. We just need to keep the voter rolls as clean as possible. Identify in advance where the ballots will be mailed to addresses where nobody lives and shut those ballots down. And we have this fractal programming software available funded by Mike Lindell that really should be rolled out across all the states at least if no later than well pretty much early 2023 from the conservative treehouse organized voter ballot distribution voter ballot delivery and ballot pickup systems need to be in place by the spring of 2023 there should be no other priority for any for any republican party or politician in any state where ballot collection mail-in ballots drop uh, ballot drop boxes or ballot harvesting is permitted by law stop campaigning for votes and immediately switch the entire political operation to electioneering for ballots anything you disagree with there nope didn't do it. Instead, Mitch Spot on. And, and and for me, the biggest takeaway is what's still happening. The Republicans are really good at sitting back, not doing a darn thing. Absolutely. Hat tip to Mike Lindell. Hat tip to Mike Lindell. He's actually trying to clean up our system. And by the way, after this happened, after this Wisconsin team of unpaid volunteers cleaned up these rolls, the ballots matched. Right. Um, the the because like in Virginia right now, it didn't change supposedly the outcome of the election, um, but they had more more mail in ballots than they have voters in in this one in in, in Virginia. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to shift gears. There's a pop culture story I want to talk about and involves a courageous actress that you guys might remember from Full House. Andrea K. Bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K. Show on The Answer San Diego. 
Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. I beg of you, anybody out there that can tell me the name. This is driving me bananas. Skins and I can't even Google it because we don't know the name of the show or the character name. But there was a character from a sitcom in the 70s. I think it had to do with Mary Tyler Moore. He was a newscaster. And he was all stuffy and he had like his chin down all the time. Uh, it wasn't a guy from Murphy Brown. Um, Ted, somebody or other. Ted, 888-344-1170. 888-344-1170. The only Ted I know is Danson. No, not Ted Danson. Oh my gosh. Somebody please, if you know the show I'm talking about in the newscaster character, maybe he was a weatherman. I don't know. 888-344-1170. I meant to read some emails from some listeners about Trump and some things going in his speech last night. Let me share with you guys. Um, hi, I have to listen to your podcast from tonight. I'm at Chaldean Church with the monks. Just wanted to let you know I'm wearing my red, white, and blue socks with the name Trump on them. They're the hit of the evening. Interesting. Thank you. Um, in regards to the jab, I think I mentioned last night that I didn't hear Trump say much about the shots or, or the vax. Here's what somebody said. Um, about that hang on just a second it was a two-parter it was a two-parter on that i don't see the first one he had messaged me that i was wrong that trump here's what he said he said no more mandates no more of that bs and back pay to everyone that joe biden had fired in the name of the mandate i love that in addition to that he wasn't even trying to brag on the jab either so i didn't miss that part of last night's speech so that came um from a listener and then he sent me a follow-up to that and said um right after he uh, he said yes indeed he went off on it too i was hoping that you were going to mention it i missed it skins and i were running around a little bit last night during during the the speech and we missed that part he said right after he said it i commented on your fp uh fb post trump 2024 watch it again and ff and fast forward until you hear it um Love and forever. Thank you. Here's some other comments from listeners. Sean said, I will say, since you asked on tonight's show, I was hoping he might have, I asked, was there something that people thought he should have said? I was hoping he might have something to say to the younger generation. This, I think, will actually be key in 2024. The Dems know how to mobilize the younger voters. I think that's excellent feedback. I think they need to be figuring out... um, Right. Um, uh, He also said pretty much hit all your talking points over the past many months. You've been talking about his running issue again. And yes, I heard him quickly insert the talking point of woke and CRT and how he would support parental rights, get rid of CRT ASAP in our schools. So I'm so glad I put this out there to you guys because I missed some key stuff uh, that he said in the speech. Um Somebody said Ivanka mentioned Ivanka Trump's announcement. That's good news. Um, this not related to Trump's speech horrors. Uh, Paul Ryan's clone won nomination for speaker, Dem governor in Arizona, and old blank for brains retires early to attend to important items. Uh, may God help this country. So just a few emails from listeners. Thank you, guys. I appreciate that. Um so I don't do a whole lot of Hollywood topics um, because Hollywood disgusts me at this point. It used to be about entertainment and now it's about agenda and agenda pushing and anybody that doesn't isn't on board with them, um, then they seek to cancel 
to me, Hollywood acts like I tweeted this out today. Hollywood acts like they're the morality. Po- they're same thing to me as the morality police running around Iran, right? Um, equally without any morals. Just deciding what morality is. Isn't that what the left is? I said years ago that liberalism is where liberty goes to die. They're not the party of tolerance. They never were. If they were the party of tolerance, they would have never demanded anybody tolerate anything on their end. I'm not required to tolerate anything from anybody. I have the right to decide who I'm around. I don't have to include anybody in my life that I don't want to include. Right? I don't have to agree with anybody on anything. I don't have to like anybody I don't like for whatever reason. I shouldn't have to hire anybody I don't want to hire for whatever reason. So they've never been the party of tolerance. And then, of course, it went from tolerance to validation to forced participation. And that's what's going on in every aspect of our lives. And if you don't want to participate in any of their their um, lunatic choices in their life, like genitally like uh, castrating five-year-olds genitals chemically castrating them then something's wrong with you and you're a bigot and they seek to personally destroy you so candace cameron burr i don't know if you guys remember her from full house she and her brother uh kurt cameron well-known christians have never done anything to harm another individual in their time in hollywood she did her job showing up as a as a child. I think she was six or seven or eight years old when she started working on Full House. That show was charming. Um, as she got into her teen years and her young adulthood, she never hid from the fact that she is a Christian. It she, There was never any accusations that at any point that she mistreated anybody in the name of or uh, of any uh, uh, of her Christianity. Uh, she actually rebooted, in addition to different business enterprises and raising a family, she actually did a reboot called Fuller House that was incredibly successful, right? So she decided to leave here. So so here was the crime. Here, here's her crime. She decided to no longer do Hallmark movies, and she actually decided the Hallmark Christmas movies, and she actually decided to join the Great American Family Network and to do Christmas movies over there. Well, and I think they may do more content than just Christmas movies. And so here's what she said that evidently um, has, has, you know, left her in a position to where the morality police wants to beat her to death um, because they see a hair that's fallen out from under a hijab. She says, my heart wants to tell stories that have more meaning and purpose and depth behind them, she told the Wall Street Journal. I knew that the people behind Great American Family were Christians that loved the Lord and wanted to promote faith programming and good family entertainment. That got everybody absolutely hysterical. Um, uh, When asked if there would be any LBGTQ storylines in these projects, she replied, I think the Great American Family will keep traditional marriage at the core. Well, oh my gosh, you would have thought that this woman um, was, do- was doing something as crazy as giving her kid off-market puberty blockers because she dared to say that she wanted to do movies with traditional marriage at the core. Great American, I can't Great American Family... Uh, Chief Executive Bill Abbott agreed, saying it's certainly the year 2022, so we're aware of the trends. There's no whiteboard that says, yes, this, or no, we will never go there. So he never, they, they did not come out and say, we're never going to do a movie with same-sex marriage. They just said, you know, I think we're going to keep traditional marriage at the core. 
Why is that not allowed in the United States of America? It is criminal now, according to people on the left. It is downright criminal, according to people on the left, and particularly in Hollywood, for anybody to be a Christian. That's what's going on here. We're going to take a break. We come back. We're going to continue this discussion and take your calls. 888-344-1170. This is the Andrea K. Show on AM 1170. The Answer, FM 96.1 North County, and streaming all over the world. You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is. Andrea K. on The Answer San Diego. Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. Shout out to everybody. I have the best Listeners, I love y'all all so much. Shout out to the many of you that called in to answer and emailing me, by the way, to answer tonight's question that was driving me bananas. The answer to who the newscaster was. I still don't know if he was a newscaster or a weatherman. The, it was, the character's name was Ted Baxter and the actor was Ted Knight. And our uh, chief of all chiefs, uh, Darnell, actually gave us the, ac- gave the, the character, character name. The character name. So thank you guys because it was driving me crazy. And I couldn't even Google it because I didn't even know it. I didn't have enough information to even Google it. So thank you guys so much. And now who – and by the way, did anybody say when they called in because the phone was ringing off the hook, did they did they not agree with me about the, the, the Mike Pence – Thing. No, all all they wanted to do was literally <laughs> okay. just just give the answer. <laughs> well, tell me. Well, yeah, some of y'all with all the calls made skins spill some coffee on him, so you don't have to call in and tell me. But maybe call the comment twenty. I did pull up the picture though, Andrea, because I was curious once we got the name. And yep, the, pretty it, spot the, on. The chin down with the affect. Google the video of that character talking. Um, speaking of characters, let's get back to the story because it's actually very serious. What's going on? This movement to criminalize Christianity is absolutely despicable. And I am going to say to criminalize Christianity because many years ago, I when uh, same-sex marriage was on uh, the ballots, I had Heather Cronk from Get Equal on and I said, why is it that all you people that want separation of church and state are fighting so hard to get a religious designation? Crickets. I said, it's because you want to pierce religious protections in this country. You want to go after Christians in this country and that's what's going on so this one this young woman decides she's going to make movies with traditional marriage at the center and she's literally like where's the tar and the feathers going after here's some of the comments that were made from some alleged celebrities who I've never heard of by the way honestly I can't believe that after everything that went down just a few months ago that she she Candace Cameron that she would not only create a movie with the intention of excluding LBGTQIA+, XYZ, MNNOP, but then also talk about it in the press. Like, how dare she have a, have a conversation in the press? You want to look who rules over you? Look at people you're not allowed to criticize, right? Isn't that the old saying? Who do these people think they are? And if she had touted their narrative, there would have been no problem. Talk about oppression. I'm not going to be oppressed as a Christian. This young lady's too 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 nice, in my opinion. This is rude and hurtful to a whole community of people. We do not exist to please you. I am not obligated to not hurt somebody's feelings. And this is an area of our culture and the culture where the Republican Party has failed. We should have been saying when this whole snowflake thing came up, there's nothing in the Constitution that requires me to care about your feelings. Facts don't care about your feelings. I'm not required to care about your feelings. And we don't legislate in the United States of America anything related to anybody's feelings. Now shut up and go away. And this is why in the coming year, Andrea, Trump needs to start speaking out against this. Right. It's irresponsible and hurtful. How is it irresponsible? 
Nobody has a responsibility to push your beliefs and your opinions. And here's one of the things that I've said to LBGT friends of mine. You believe that you were born this way, although that was 20 years ago. Now they believe it's a choice, right? But back in the day, when they actually were pushing the narrative that they were born that way, you believe you were born this way. You have no science. You have nothing but your opinion to back that up. Christians and others believe that it's a lifestyle choice and that it's sinful. Why is your opinion any more important than the other side? Why do you think that you are more important than anybody else? Your movement's not about civil rights when it seeks to take rights away from somebody else. This makes me incredibly angry. We need, and, and actually, when I said that to my LBGT friend, she was kind of like, you're, you know, you're right. You're right. Somehow, and, 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 and then it started over here, and now it involves transgendering of six-year-olds. It's irresponsible and hurtful for Candy Cameras to use tradition as a guise for exclusion, said the GLAD president. I'd love to have a conversation with Burr about my wife, our kids, our families. I hate this argument because this argument is, 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 it, can, it pushes the falsehood that we just don't understand how amazing non-traditional family is or same-sex couple. Family. That has nothing to do with this. This has to do with a religious belief. And you are nothing but a disrespectful, hurtful, exclusionary, hate-filled, bullying, oppressive shell of a human being to, to, to try to play this manipulative game. We need to be pushing back against them. Because let me tell you, this is the same crowd that was happy to see a woman in a burqa on the cover of Sports Illustrated. They don't have any problem with a religious belief that throws gay people off of roofs. But they got to go after Christianity, Right. Burr is out of sync with a growing majority of people. So we're not obligated to go along with whatever your new beliefs is. If you believe suddenly that goats are human beings, we're supposed to go along with you and believe and go along with the tide. No, we have the right to have our core beliefs. She called Burr's comments harmful and insulting. How are they harmful? How does it hurt you? How does somebody else having a different opinion hurt you? It doesn't hurt anybody. You're hurtful. Because you're characterizing people who have a who have a sincere belief in the Bible as wrong, as something wrong with them. There was some other person that, that came after her. Oh, some One Tree Hill actress. What was that? When was One Tree Hill on TV? Like nineteen eighty eight? So the the alleged actress from the nineties, Hillary Burton Morgan lashed out, called her a bigot. I don't remember Jesus liking hypocrites like candy, but sure, make your money, honey. You ride that prejudice wave all the way to the bank. Um, I think your problem, Hillary, is that you ain't got any bank. When was the last time? Years ago. When was it? Yeah, sixteen years ago. Okay, you're the bigot. You're the bigot. And I suspect that you're just trying to come for her to try to to, to try to have force people to do a Google search of your name. Get a little attention. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> some celebrities are just absolutely horrified. Absolutely horrified. Uh huh. Sure. All right. <clears throat> All right. Tomorrow night is Friday uh, Eve. We're going to have Quack is going to be with us, Gary Quackenbush, and more. We're going to have lots of fun. So join us tomorrow night, 6 p.m. Pacific time. 888-814-5227 is our 24-hour comment line. Give us a call. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.